Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm going to start our conversation with Mike with a a line that uh, our mutual friend Bob Ramsey might use. A reference lost on much of America's youth. Mike Claiborne, how about those Kansas City Omaha Kings? All we need is Sam Lacey. Uh, and Tiny and, uh, Archibald. Uniforms with, and Nate the Skate. Who, um, <laughs> he's one of two people that led the league in scoring and assists in the sa- in, at the same time. Uh, James Harden did it this year. Well, not this year, a couple of years ago. Um, but, yeah, Nate the Skate, Sam Lacey, Mike Robin, Bill Robinson, who at one point had the all-time record for most technicals in a career. Yeah, they weren't bad. Draymond's trying to catch terrible. him. Yeah. And by the way, they would split games between Kansas City and Omaha. They were an it's NBA Omaha, team. Omaha, you're right. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Yeah. It was a mess. Is what it was. <laughs> it was. But you know what? I, I tip my cap to the NBA for trying to be creative. I think that's why this league is is so successful. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys have been keeping track. You know, their TV deal is up after next year. And initially, everyone thought that the you know they're currently at twenty four billion dollars over nine years. I, I thought it was going to go to sixty. I was told the other day it's going to be between seventy-five and a hundred billion dollars in TV revenue. Gosh, a whole lot of money. So realistically, made. you're going to see a seventy million dollar basketball player at some point. Bronny James. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know about it. Well, you better bring some of his old man skills with him. <laughs> Clay's. We were talking about basketball. Let's stick to. Let's switch to a little bit of baseball. And the Cardinals taking a tough loss yesterday. Uh, Jack Flaherty had a couple of good innings, the second through the sixth inning, uh, but then was pulled in the seventh. What do you think about the pulling? Uh, him coming out in the seventh, and and what do you think about the the Cardinals giving up that uh, that giving up the taking losing the lead and, and losing the game and, and right after that. Yeah, you know, um, this is one of those situations where you can almost say there's no right, no wrong answer. Just one answer didn't work. Because we had a similar situation last week in Colorado where Ali let him stay in mm-hmm. to go after a hitter. This time he decided to go in a different direction. Uh, obviously it didn't work, and I can understand Jack's frustration. But you had a guy in Pilante who was a, tr- a traditional ground ball pitcher, and he can turn to double play, along with the fact he faces lefties and does well against them. His splits against lefties are good. So you can understand why he did it, but it just didn't work. But if you're Jack Flaherty, you'd say, well, wait a minute. You know, I was in this situation last week, and you let me run with it, and we got out of it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. That's why you play 162 of these things, man, because neither, none of them are, are ever alike. Yeah, yeah, finding that perfect formula is always the tough thing. Well, what did you think about, too? We talked about this last night as well. It was 6-3, to three, possibly a situation where you could bring in Jordan Hicks because, as they mentioned, they're, or Ollie mentioned, they're looking to bring him into low-leverage situations. What did you think about that? Were you surprised that he wasn't brought out there? And what do you think about the situation with Hicks moving forward? Yeah, I, I, I was a little surprised. Um 
Because, you know, I, I would have been able to use, you know, Cabrera somewhere else as well as he's been pitching. I didn't want to burn him in that situation. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm at this point with pitchers in baseball. I think we've enabled them and babied them so much that the, the psyche that a lot of these pitchers has disappoints me where I can't pitch with runners on base. I got to start an inning. I can only face these guys. I can't pitch back to back. You know, we, we get every excuse on why they, they're, they're so protected. And I just don't know if we have enough guys who know how to fight and know who how to battle and know who how to pitch out of trouble. And it, it's a real concern, not just the Cardinal concern, but when you look around baseball, uh, we don't have a lot of guys who know how to pitch out of trouble. And, and it starts in the minors because we really coddle guys there. You know, when they get to the fifth inning, uh, you know, oh, we got to get him out. You know, we don't want him to face him the third time around. Now, I know the numbers tell you that the third time around, the, the numbers go up. But you got to find some guys who can say, you know what? I'm going to figure out a way to get these guys out, even if they have seen me, because guess what? I'm going to show them something they didn't see in the first two at-bats. And, and one of the things we have this mistake in, in pitchers now, they unload the, the closet in the first two outings, first two innings, mm-hmm. where a hitter has an idea exactly what this guy can throw for strikes and what he can't get over for strikes. They don't save anything. And I, and I really think that that's a, a league-wide concern so when they do get to that third time around, guys say, well, he, he can throw a change up. His slider isn't very sharp. He's got a heater that's pretty good. I'm going to reduce what he can throw for strikes and look for the things I know I can hit. Uh, and I, I think that approach is something that really is getting pitchers in trouble, along with the fact that guys don't know how to pitch out of trouble like they used to. Clay, I don't know if it's just pitchers. I think it's sports in general where younger players are, are I think, more coddled than they were when you grew up or when I grew up. It's just a yeah. different mindset. I mean, we've kind of di- been dealing, talking about that with the Blues and, and their younger players. How do you get players that are, are younger generation to lock in and focus on the task at hand and not – you know, worry about all of the outside factors, uh, social media and, and, and all of these other things that they, you know, that they worry about from day to day. You know what, Kerry, that, that, that's the $64,000 question that um, every coach at the, at the pro level and the high school level and the college level, you mentioned social media. I think when we were growing up, you know, you watch TV and your coach would say, hey, look, you're not, you're not as good as that guy on TV. Why don't you do it this way for a while? <laughs> you, or you watch too much TV. <laughs> now we see it on their phones, they see it on TV, and they think they can do it. And it's not only what they do as far as their performance, but their conduct. You know, I'm going to tell you something that really struck me the other day. When you have a blues player talk about the unprofessionalism that was existing within their, in their dressing room, hmm. I've never, ever heard that about a St. Louis Blues hockey team. And it's not just the Blues. I'm sure there's some other teams that have that same problem because, and even Doug Armstrong said, I got to start finding some guys who know how to get to some of these guys because apparently our method isn't as effective as we need it to be. So, you know, it's a sports issue that we all see. And, and Kerry, it starts before, you, before they get to you in high school. Yes. This starts on youth level. Yeah. It starts on a youth level, whether it's the parents, whether it's the guru coach who's not the official coach, or it's the coach who's more, more obsessed with winning compared to teaching. So when you have all these combinations working and you've got these kids who, who really follow the wrong pattern as far as how to be successful, 
this is what you have at the finished product on the pro level. Claves, I think it's just a little bit of delusion. I, I'll give you a quick story. I had a kid yesterday in the weight room come to me, Coach, I'm stronger than you. And I looked at him, I said, are you serious? He said, yeah, Coach, I'm serious. I said, son, go away, go finish your workout, stop playing with me. No, Coach, I'm for, I'm, look at me, I'm strong. I said, okay, get under that bench right there, it was 225. I said, let's see you do it. He got under there, had to make sure he had a kid spotting him, and he couldn't get it up. And so I went over there, and I did it 13 times, and I said, now stop talking to me. I said, this is not even warmed up, this is just a normal day. Kid, stop it. Go finish your workout. Well, and and he was down. He, he, he was dejected and down for the rest of the day, as he should be. But, but you know what? So, but, and, Carrie, you have an advantage where you still have at an age where you can do those things. Yes. But can you imagine a coach at another level having a kid think he can try him on for size? Maybe it's not in the weight room, but in, at some other level where he thinks he's got to figure it out more than the guy who's coaching him. Yes. Uh, it, it's, it's, a real, it's a real concern. Uh, but I think in baseball, uh, they better figure this pitching thing out, man. It's not just the Cardinals. It, it, you look around baseball, everybody's dealing with it. I was talking to a manager the other day, and he he's just already shaking his head, and he has a good team. And it's just one of those things where you have so many outside influences. I, I didn't even include the agent. But you've got the agent, you've got the guru, you've got the family, you've got, you know, your buddies. You got you uh, your social media, as you mentioned, care. All those things now influence, uh, you know, the perception these individuals have toward what the job is, and it's just it's it's unfair, it's unfortunate, it's unprofessional, and it's it's so unteamed, you know, because guys start thinking about themselves more yeah. than anything else, and at this point, you know, they put themselves in a position where I got to take care of me. Yeah, but you know what? We're playing together. Yeah. You know, and so it's just, it's frustrating. It really is. Hey, Claves, before we let you go, what's your confidence level in this Cardinal team? Off to a slow start, obviously, but only two weeks in. What are you thinking? Yeah, you know, you know me, Randy. I don't really get that worked up. You know what I do? I, I really look at what the concerns can be down the road. Because, you know, at this time of the year, guys are still trying to figure it out. Guys are still trying to get in a rhythm, you know, trying to have a legitimate, solid, consistent lineup. You know, uh, we were talking to Ali yesterday, and, and I'm in agreement. This may be the most versatile roster we've seen the Cardinals have in a long, long time. I mean, the only consistents are Goldschmidt, Arenado, Contreras, and, you know, Edmund. But now you have uh, Donovan, but the way you can interchange those guys is so unique compared to other Cardinal lineups where you knew this was going to be it, whether it was April 1st or September 1st. That's what it was going to be for the most part. Uh, So I'm more concerned about uh, what things are starting to develop where there's a pattern. And, And the other thing is how do you address it to make yourself better because you don't want that one thing to hold you back and because if it does, it can become contagious and really create some other concerns within your team. So, you know, that's what I'm looking at now. And I, I don't think I even know what they look like for another two or three weeks. I think you got to go back out on the road for a little bit more. Uh, and this next road trip is going to be very interesting. You're going to Seattle, San Francisco, and L.A. You know, there was a time if you were lucky to come back with three wins against those three teams. But, you know, it, it's one of those things where you find out just what you have, not only from a skill set, but from an integrity set. And, and that's something that we got to face up to, uh, especially when it comes to this pitching and pitching through it and finding a way to tough it out. Claves, what do we got on Claves Online right now? 
Well, we got the commission. He's got a column up you definitely want to read. Uh, with basketball in full swing, Matt Rocchio and Rammer have the two-man game. Dr. Rick and Rammer have uh, the Dr. Rick podcast. And, folks, I'll tell you, his podcasts are short and sweet. There's some really good subject matter I would suggest you listen to, especially for you parents who have youth out there and want to make sure you're doing the right thing and helping them have more fun playing whatever sport they have. And, of course, uh, on Mondays, Joe Roger and I have lunch with Claves and Joe. Uh, Rick Hummel and I have a podcast coming your way on Thursday. So, as you can tell, we're pretty busy at ClavesOnline.com. Check it out. Claves, always good to have you with us. Thank you very much. All right, gang. Have a great rest of your week. All right. We'll talk to you soon.